0: Salutations, greetings, and welcome ladies and gentlemen to another episode of GNA, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol. I'm your host Blue Shark 45, and today I'm joined by a spectacular cast of co-hosts where we will be talking about Destiny 2, more importantly a discussion formatted in a dear Bungie letter covering weapon mods, armor mods, and drop rates. However, before we start there, let's go around the virtual room and make the introductions. First off, we have our longtime host, editor of all the audios, and drinker of all the rum, Cecil Xavier. How are you, Cecil?
1: I'm great, but I'm totally going to bust your balls. If that sounded any more like you were reading something, I swear to God I was going to chime in with something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I've been man. practicing. I've been trying to make sure I don't screw this whole thing up.
1: Uh, it wouldn't be a GNA if we didn't screw something up.
0: Oh, I'm sure we will along the way. And last but certainly not least, we have a special first-time guest coming to us live from Denmark. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's their first time on GNA and GNA's first time with the Dane. Please join me in welcoming the world-famous, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, the world-famous cosplayer and bombshell jacket POS trademark, idolon Fox. How you doing, Fox? Fox. <laughs>
2: What is does that do? What does that do? Holy <laughs> fucking shit. What does that You motherfucker. I already told you I'm not even that famous Till you went there. Well, well like, if I said ice? enough times, it just <laughs> my country he not,
1: he not only went there, I, I was waiting for him to say, let's get ready to rumble.
0: Rumble.
2: That <laughs> <laughs> It does kind of sound like there.
1: that, doesn't it?
0: Uh, Basically, well, yeah. <laughs> well, guys, uh, what's everyone uh What's everyone partaking in uh, this afternoon? Uh, Cecil, what are you drinking?
1: Uh, well, I am actually going to be the lamest I have ever possibly been on a GNA. I am hydrating myself with a big, big gallon of water.
0: Very good, sir. I know, um,
1: lame as hell, but uh,
0: just had to do it. You know what? you got to be prepared for tonight. Tonight is when you're really going to need the, the those fluids.
1: Yeah, tonight's going to be those interesting.
0: Hmm. Salty. Yes. salty flavor. Uh, well,
1: more like baking soda-ish, but I can go with salty. Yeah.
0: How about you, Fox? What are you partaking in?
2: I am drinking a Hertog Jan Grand Prestige. It's a uh, Belgian-style dark strong ale at ten percent. So, should we keep mm-hmm. me going? It's oh, crap. Uh, crap. how does that no, taste? Now I have to drink something. <laughs> <laughs> that was quick. Um, it tastes amazing. Actually, it's like having a glass of dark chocolate with alcohol in mmm sounds delicious all
1: right back I am (laughs) (laughs) all right right, Cecil what are you having I'm drinking I'm drinking a big old glass of water and I'm drinking one of those gal Gal dark ales again because I had one left in the fridge so can't let Fox (laughs) be a lone wolf out here
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, I am the lone wolf today because I am partaking in a lovely, crisp, cool glass of filtered water straight from my refrigerator.
1: Well, you know that mm. vodka actually translates out to the word water, right? So you're drinking vodka?
0: <laughs> sure, in some countries. <laughs> and then when I'm done with my nice, crisp, cool glass of water, I have the world-famous Publix sweet tea raspberry flavored, to enjoy.
2: Well,
0: that was not very welcome
2: out that closet. <laughs>
0: um, so tell uh, tell us a bit about yourself, Fox. Let let get the uh, let, let's let the audience get to know you.
1: Well, shit, man! Um, I think you've already told them everything that you possibly can
2: about
0: them. God. Yeah, basically,
2: you already did my whole fucking spiel, dude. Like, what's left <laughs> to tell? <laughs> no, the short comes of me. I am mostly based on the division community. I've been a cosplayer since. February before release to yeah, and That's probably where I picked up guys like blue from the TPC <laughs> Network of podcasts, so we know each other from there um aside from that I Live in Denmark if you didn't already pick that up from blue but that's about it play mostly on ps4 But I also have an Xbox one so i'm 32 years old been gaming most of my life and probably still will be until i hit my grave so let's not cross finger for me drinking myself into an early one of those i I, I pretty
1: much am beating my liver into submission every single week
2: gotta keep it training yeah
1: well i want to make sure it knows who's boss i I don't want it i don't want it thinking that it can you know overtake me if it starts to (laughs) die on me i'll just pick a little little more and say ha don't you don't (laughs) you quit yet kidneys haven't quit you can't quit (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes i believe we all will be playing and drinking until the day we die so as i mentioned we're going to be talking about uh destiny 2 uh, more specifically those few topics um this whole podcast came about when i was sitting in tbc's uh destiny discord uh chat um with Mr. Idolon Fox here, and another guy. Shout out to uh, Torpedo um, for giving me this, you know, this idea, and for you know the really interesting discussion that we've had. But uh, I want to talk about after you reach level twenty, after you beat the game, and you're now trying to get yourself ready for the raid, ready for you know competitive Crucible, like Trials of the Nine, if. And when they ever bring back Iron Banner. Um, Getting from that point to a competitive level, to a raid level, the time sink that this game uh, requires of you. Um, Like, for example, if you only play one to two hours a night, you know, we found that public events are great, but they take a lot of time, and to complete enough of them to find great amount of gear to actually increase your level it's kind of hard so i'm wondering what do you guys think about those drop rates cecil what do you think
1: hmm. i mean it's kind of a it's kind of a really loaded question there's a lot you can go into on it i mean the drop rates i think they've they've trimmed out i mean okay so i'm gonna use destiny one launch as a comparison so destiny one's launch comparison drop rates on equipment was you know they've refined it a lot more So it's basically what it was in Destiny One is you grinded until you could get up to the point where you could possibly get into the raid, and then the raid was the only way to advance anywhere past that. Currently what I'm seeing is that you can pretty much you you have your choice of activities to do, uh, whether you're gonna be casual or hardcore. Now, there's a completely segregated spot in this or there's a complete there's a complete fine line between the casual and the hardcore player in destiny um and it's not necessarily I'm playing a couple hours a week or not people are are pretty hardcore and only playing a couple hours or sorry, not a couple hours a week couple hours a night um people are pretty hardcore and only playing a couple hours a night they're just they're learning ways to efficiently get to light level versus just throwing you know time at it uh, like me personally for instance when it came out I was <clears throat> I think i was playing maybe an hour or two a night when it first came out i think the first night i played the most i think i had like a four or five hour stint on it um and that's just because i wanted to see the storyline badly you know i wanted to see where it was going from that and yes destiny 2 starts with the storyline which is fantastic um but i think the drop rates that they have on it are pretty decent because as you start leveling up as you go through the main storyline and just work your way up to level 20 you're i mean i think i stopped when i when i exited the main story I was level twenty. Uh, I think I was two ten or two thirty light level. So I only had to grind seventy more levels. And you know they did the very sim. They did a very similar thing that they did with the ending of Destiny One, where you've got certain drops that drop up to a certain amount. Um, so like in Destiny One, I think it was legendaries dropped. I forget was what it was like. They ended up dropping a three hundred or three ten at the at the end. And basically that's where legendaries just stopped at. You there was, no, there was no way of really getting legendaries other than raids that would drop at a higher level than that. So in Destiny 2, they've just seemed to kind of made it a kind of a bell curve scale to it. So as you're playing, things are dropping at a higher level until you reach about that 260, 265 area. And then they start dropping either at your level or below your level and then you've got to worry about getting the more powerful gear and i think that's what really is going to separate i think that's how you separate the casual player versus the hardcore player because the casual player is just going to keep playing and doing their thing and jumping on events when they feel like it they're not really going to touch raids they're not really going to touch competitive pvp they're just playing socially having fun and those players are going to come and go pretty easily but the hardcore players are the ones that are going to be sticking around, and they're going to be looking to get that light level. They're they're the people who are right now at three hundred five, and they're you know they're egging to get past that three hundred five rate. So I think what I, I like what they've done with the drop light with the with the drop levels, um, and I like what they've done with the weapons to standardize them instead of having to pray for RNGs to drop you the perfect roll of a weapon. You know now now you just incorporate extra little things with, and I do know we're going to get into it, but incorporate extra little skills with mods later on.
0: End rant. Okay.
2: Uh, Fox, where do you weigh in on this? Um, to be perfectly clear about this, uh, compared to Destiny 1, uh, Destiny 2 is totally made for casuals in every aspect of it, basically, because you've got your your weeklies. Okay. From the top, what gives you better gear than you already got? Every part that would give you Powerful gear in your milestones, which is the flashpoint, which is Shaxx Weeklies, which is the Nightfall, which is uh, the raid. Those four places. The flashpoint, you just have to clear public events. That could be done in like an hour or two. So that means you can basically, if you're a, a casual, decide to go a bit hardcore. You can actually decide to clear that within your one to two hours of gameplay. The same with Shaxx. If you put your mind to it, you can get that clear within a few hours. That is at least two things getting out of those engrams that can actually help you get a higher gear then we got the nightfall that's a bit more tricky but it's getting easier because you're not instantly booted to because you have the guided games if you are playing solo a lot then you can actually have a chance to pick up a ticket and actually get carried through it if you actually want to so already there we have even more help to the casual player then and this is the kicker if you got if you decide to join a clan if you join an active clan, you can basically get 2 to 3 free ingrams with powerful gear in, basically taking you even further up. And on top of this, you can decide to go and farm all of your heroic uh, public events, which have a chance of dropping an exotic ingram from the chest at the end of it. And that's between 3 to 6 minutes, you have to clear it. That's basically all public events, but the heroic give you a higher chance. and. Uh, the legendary the exotics from those would usually give you one that's two to three that was higher than you already got your blue drops and your legendary drops will always be uh to the lowest uh to your lowest light uh equipment that you actually got before you actually pass the threshold unless you get a uh, powerful engram of some sort so i would say at right now it's actually uh, more for the casual player than it's ever been before
1: now see i I disagree with that because the casual player isn't getting into raids even if they're doing like even if they're doing the um the guided games i mean they're just they're not completing them because i've done i've done this raid with three strong clanmates before and then three not so strong clanmates or two not so strong clanmates or even one not so strong clanmate and unless unless you're talking that you're top tier player it's tough to to pull somebody through a raid like that
2: yeah i've heard that the, the raid actually is uh, the best raid that's made so far but mechanically it's the most difficult so uh, but I mean, uh, I can, let's I, just say
1: i can understand what you're saying about you know feeling that it's really just guided directly towards casuals i don't i don't quite agree with that i think no, it's no, made no, more no, no. Casual. i said
2: uh, i said competitively one it's better
1: well, yeah, yeah. Compared to Destiny One, I think, I think, I think they've made it much more accessible to casuals because they're. Yeah. I mean, you got to realize that there's you got your hardcore player base, which are the people who are going to stick around. Those are the people who pre-ordered Destiny Two, who even no matter all the crap that happened in Destiny One, how badly they got burned, they're still on the hype wagon for Destiny Two. And then you've got the casual players, which really is where Destiny One started falling out because. You lost a lot of those casual players within the first couple of burns you know when they reset exotics um i mean just just in those those first several areas of burn or destiny one you you lost a mass of people granted they got them back through things like the taken king but i don't um i, I don't know I, I don't i don't quite think that destiny 2 is directed completely at the casual
2: oh no no not at all not at all uh, it's <laughs> it's directed more at casuals than destiny one is if you're talking we're talking completely just about the grind how to get better stuff and all that uh it's, it's, it's simply that case of it then I dare say it but uh mechanic wise and the rates and all that and you actually got compare to playlist that's way more for the hardcore as well as the trials of the nine because that is sweaty that is hard
1: yeah i can definitely agree with that i can definitely agree
2: with yeah.
0: that yeah I, I've never actually done Trials of the Nine. I've I've attempted Trials of Osiris and Destiny One but as soon as I had to play those first two competitive crucible matches for a um, Shaq's milestone, I felt sweaty. It was, you know, like, Oh my god, we've only got so many lives or left or oh my god, there's two guys down, but there's still two up and we don't know where they are, and oh shit, are they behind us, you know, that was, you know, that puts you on the edge of your seat. Now see, I
1: I dug that with the whole lives thing versus the, just like Trials of 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 Osiris where if you died you had to get rezzed and and yada yada yada, I like that whole lives aspect of it, Um, it kind of is like, you get to screw up once and it's like, oh man, you're not really getting punished for screwing up once, it's not so pivotal that you get that first pick. If you get that first pick, hey yay, hey, whatever you got the first pick, but now the person's still gonna respond. But you gotta you gotta consistently get those.
0: Yeah, and it's kind of a, what they've you know they've tried to, I think they've tried to bridge gaps between everything. So, the uh, the Crucible, so let's bridge the gap from fun play or people just coming in there casually or just coming in there you know just just to play, and the guys that go in there and this is our practice for when we do Trials of Osiris. They instead, okay, now we're in Destiny 2, let's add a competitive playlist where you're not playing Trials of the Nine, but you're still kind of under pressure, like it's not infinite lives, it's six lives for the entire team to have, or whatever it is. You know, so they're bridging that gap. With the raid being mechanical, um, like Vault of Glass was, they've now added mechanics to strikes. Go grab this and place it here someone carry this while everyone else protects them so we can go open this door you know it's it's not just here ghost you go scan this door and let's fend off the horde it's that plus some raid mechanic or some sort of moderate mechanic
1: well they've had those they've had those mechanics and strikes in destiny one though I mean they're not they new to didn't... Destiny 2. They, they had them in Destiny 1.
0: I don't feel like they were in the first few strikes that we got in Vanilla Destiny, or even necessarily in um, House of... or uh, The Dark Below. I really don't feel like they had strike mechanics in True. those.
1: If you're, comparing, if you're comparing to Launch of Destiny, yes. Destiny 2 is... is they, they added those in immediately, but that's where Destiny 1 evolved to.
0: Yes. And so that's that's nice that they're doing that, but... Me, I'm at 281, and... Scrub. Yeah, I know. And it's... I still haven't touched the raid. I'm trying to get a raid group together in in our clan and amongst my friends, but it's now like I'm trying to figure out how to go to the next level, and it's like I'm sinking all these times into these public events, trying to turn every single one of them into a heroic I spend some time in the Crucible, I do the weeklies, the nightfall, I challenges on all the, all the planets, so I'm trying to figure out why, I mean, it's not as bad as Destiny 1 was, where trying to get up to Vault of Glass raid level, that was a challenge, or get to max level. Now it's it's not as bad, but I still feel like we're there's just a little too much of a lull. Maybe I'm you know, I'm not doing it right. Like you said, you know, it's it's a matter of not necessarily throwing time at it, but throwing a you know high efficiency at it. Well so, also
1: keep, keep in mind on Destiny One. When it first came out and people were grinding quick to get up to Vault of Glass, you could only get up to what was it, level.
0: About twenty seven, like. I think.
1: No, because I thought they extended thirty with taking kings. No, so like... that
0: they started adding light levels, so the, level, the max level was level 30, but the only way to get to level 30 was to have gear imbued with light, so that was legendary gear, and then that was raid legendary gear was the only way to get to level 30, otherwise you would max out at about level 29. So, but without doing raid level activities, throwing some time into the Crucible, uh, the queen's task or whatever they were called iron banner was a good way to get up to 28 29 without it you could get around 26
2: or 27 yeah. destiny 1 was a hot miss, let's just be honest about that because they didn't really know where they wanted to take it that's kind of what i felt with every update they made like where do you actually want to go with this and i gotta yeah. be honest when i played destiny 2 it felt like okay this is probably what they actually wanted to do with the original destiny that's where yes. I felt there actually was. That's uh, I gotta be. I gotta be honest. Destiny Two feels more like what the first Destiny was supposed to be from day one. That's what I felt like was the. This is the right Destiny experience. That's what I expected of this game.
0: And I agree with you on that. But um, going back to, I mean the drop rates. I mean, you guys seem to agree that they're better than Destiny One. But do they need to be improved?
2: Um, well, I don't d- know about depends that. Depends on
1: what you mean by improved. I mean. I want I, to see I, where I, they're I, going with this. I, I personally want to see – I see what they're doing. I see what they're trying to do. I see how they're trying to make it so that not – that you. Okay, so they've eliminated – they've eliminated the way to just stockpile engrams so that as soon as the new dlc drops people turn in engrams and then they're instantly at the next light level so i see that they've they've done that so that they've eliminated that function they've made it a little bit easier to transfer stuff in between in between your people so that you don't have to worry about oh did i forget this did i forget that now they've streamlined that so i see the things that they're trying to do and i want to see where they're going to go with it um <clears throat> but also, re- remember back with, with Vault of Glass, when you first started off, you got all the way up to, like, you could only get to level 28 with normal mode. You couldn't get past that because that's, where light le- that's what light level gear dropped. And correct me if I'm wrong, maybe I'm remembering it incorrectly, but you could only get all the way up to that two levels before, and then once hard mode dropped, then you could max out and get to that level 30. That's pretty much where we're at now. You're correct on that. Yeah, that's where we're at right now normal yeah, ones dropped max... we're able to do no. all of our activities to get up to I think what, what is it what is everybody at now like 305 is that like the the top people have been getting to
2: yeah i think so yeah. i've, seen, I've okay. seen a few at 306 or something yeah
1: but for for the most part we're we're at that lull right there that's level 28 that's where yeah. we're at and it's the exact same thing that they did with destiny 1 and that's the i i agree and i understand with what they're trying to do there they're trying to make it so that hey look if you want to get to that highest light level you gotta put in the time and effort to get there. Now also yeah, exactly. also looking at something specifically though, like in competitive mode, in competitive crucible, does your light level matter?
0: Nope. In not in the in competitive tr- playlist. But in it trials. trials does it matter either. in
1: trials? I haven't played it,
2: that's why I'm asking. I, I don't it know. Doesn't. It doesn't. Nope, it doesn't.
1: Yeah. So right now they've taken light level uh, out of the mix. Right so light now. level is pretty much only dependent on if you're playing P V E. So it's just going to make your yeah. PVE experience easier. Yeah. So that's all that okay. they've done with light level now.
0: Well, that's actually good, because um, that makes that makes Trials of the Nine a little more accessible. Um, I guess the question that I should have been asking is, do we think they're? What do you think of the drop rates? Are they good? Do they need to be lessened, increased? Are would find where they are. Um, you, you,
2: they're, they're scaled on. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, it's Okay. Just a uh, continuous system. I no, no. Ready. I'm just
1: saying. Uh, you know what they're trying to do is they're trying to make it so that they're extending the time that you're going to play the game without making it feel completely artificial. So I mean, it's basically put onto how much, it's basically an equation of of how much time are you going to put in and how efficient are you going to be at what you're doing.
2: So Yeah, with that time.
1: Yeah, yeah. So if you're if you're super super casual and you're completely non efficient, it's going to take you way way longer to get to where you want to be, versus if you are like several people that, of the clan I'm in, if you're super efficient and you're fi- trying to find ways that you can make your efficiencies you know more profitable for not only you but for other people, you know then you're going to get to that light level a lot quicker in a lot less time. I mean, we've got people in the clan that are playing only a couple hours a day or an hour a day, and they're still keeping light level with other people like me i think i'm about middle of the road i play a a fair amount i'm not playing super amount i'm not playing a super little but every you know those people who are really being super efficient are staying on par with me so i think the drop levels are okay where they're at with the hashtag of i want to see where they're going
2: yeah what level are you at the moment sizzle
1: 303
2: or 304 yeah i'm at 298 on my Hunter and 295 on my Warlock. Uh, and I've not been doing the double character thing. Mm. Um, but I did clear 762 public events.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah, now see, I haven't <laughs> done that many public events. Um, another guy in our clan who is on all the time, and I'm not going to mention his name because if I do, all of our connections will drop. But... He will know his name just by that <laughs> statement. <laughs> um, like, he, he he sits there, and every time I'm on, he's grinding out public events. And he's, at light level where I am, or just a little bit higher. But he's been grinding out those public events, but he's also been super efficient on other things as well. So it's kind of one of those weird things of where I'm not really doing that many public events. I'm focusing on... Um, you know, my gear progression and making sure that my gear is maximized before I grab anything. And I'm making sure that I'm leveling each piece and each thing as I'm doing it. Um, uh, two right now, I've, I've got a, I've got a warlock that I'm, I'm working with, but I really haven't leveled them at all.
0: So what do you mean by making leveling your gear? What are you doing?
1: Well, like for instance, um, I'm doing the same thing I did in destiny one, uh, which a lot of people, which a lot of people are doing as well as I have two hunters. So I'm just bouncing back and forth between my hunters because I can level my gear out a lot quicker. It's much more efficient. Um, I know that I'm eventually going to have a Titan, and I know eventually I'm going to have a Warlock, but and I know I don't have enough time to run three tunes right now, so that's why my Warlock is, I think, sitting at like, like level 10 or something like that. Um, but I, you know, I bounce between my two Warlocks, and I'm super efficient with that because as I run one Warlock, or sorry, Hunter, not Warlocks. In Destiny 1, it was Warlocks. So as I run one one hunter and I get all of his gear and I get his powerful gear, I level his gear as I have it and I transfer it over to my second hunter and I do the same activities because I'm going to do them anyways, whether I'm going to be doing it over a hunter, a titan, and a warlock or two titan or two titans or two hunters or two warlocks or whatever it may be, I'm still going to be doing that that activity because I enjoy playing the game. So my efficiency way on it is to just simply, instead of spread it out over three characters and level three characters slowly up, I can have two characters that are going to be raid ready and trials ready right off the bat. I just swapped the gear back and forth quick, which, hey, they have an app for that.
2: Exactly, and it works brilliantly. Yeah, actually it actually works pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I decided to take the long way around and just level uh, both my Hunter and my fucking Warlock from uh, bottoms and then up. I never did the two tunes uh, to get one class higher. So it's been a long, winding road. Yeah, it, yeah I mean, the this If I played more, if I, if I
1: was on and I was playing like I was on Destiny 1, like in Destiny 1 when I started it, I wasn't going to school. Um, I wasn't transitioning between different jobs. I, and there's a whole bunch of stuff that I wasn't doing when Destiny 1 came out. So when Destiny 1 came out, I mean, I think I had like, I forget how much time I sunk into Destiny 1, but like 2,500 hours or something like that. I mean, some <laughs> oh, ungodly shit. amount of time.
0: And, that is an ungodly amount of time. Yeah, and, and yeah. Honestly, I'll,
1: I'll look it up quick here because now I'm curious on what the hell it actually was. But Are I'm you not... a
2: god yet, then?
1: Pardon? <laughs>
2: You're a good god? Yet? <laughs> uh,
1: no, I just don't sleep.
2: Uh, so that's like your a... secret. There you go, just... kids. Pro tip: yeah. Don't sleep. Uh, speaking yeah. of, you don't want to if you don't want to just get a kid. Then you don't. Then you lose all your sleep, anyways. <laughs> <laughs>
1: going to say I have a kid. That's why I don't sleep. Oh. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I just I wasted I I and I say wasted. I had fun the entire time I was playing Destiny. So I mean, don't 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 take that as I wasted time there. I oh sorry, it was uh, it was twenty two seventy five plus one seventy six because those were that's what I deleted. So oh
0: my god, uh, yeah.
1: So almost twenty almost twenty five hundred hours on Destiny. Um, but I I enjoyed every last minute of playing that though. I mean there there were there was turmoil there was heartache there was frustration but you know what i stuck with it and i liked where bungie brought it Uh, you know the the ending of it all i felt i felt good i felt complete i felt whole when destiny 2 came out i said the exact same thing as you fox i looked at it and i went this is what destiny 1 should have been and in fact i think i posted something on facebook which pissed uh, which involved me pissing people off too but i post on facebook that it really felt destiny 2 really felt like what destiny 1 should have been i'm disappointed because i was i was hoping for more because i really was hoping for a sequel but what i got was really an extension of the first game which yeah, i guess you could argue like a was a sequel big but TLC. yeah it, it did and i and i don't i don't mean that as a bad thing because what they did it feels better it feels complete it feels whole it's got all the great you know it's got all the um all the proper points to hit on it's got emphasis it's got unity it's got uh, balance you know it's got all these things that should have been in destiny one and uh, destiny one eventually made it there but it didn't start off that way
2: nope the gun balance for one thing in pvp oh, yeah. alone they tweaked it so much like you couldn't even recognize a day one destiny crucible to uh, the last day of destiny crucible that was a day and night experience that felt like uh, in destiny one the last day of the crucible that felt like that's where they wanted to be from day one mm-hmm. and that's exactly where I feel that destiny two actually is right now because you can't just take a hand cannon and challenge a scout rifle or a sniper rifle. You could do that in Destiny One, easy PC Limit crazy. You could to, you could sa- triple tap people across the map. Dude, no problem. You, you can't could do take that.
1: an auto rifle from across the map where somebody couldn't see you and you were drilling them. Just melting yes. them. And all they could do was their tra- their screen could twitch. They could do like a little jellyfish movement and then they dropped.
2: Yeah. <laughs> the regime of the Soros. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> oh, that did hit like
1: a freight train when you first got it.
2: Oh, God, And then they nerfed into hell.
0: Yeah, they did. And so, Fox, I want to make sure we get your point on this. Uh, Do you think the drop rates, do you like them where they are? Do you think they need to be changed for, you know, less or more?
2: I think they're out to pretty good point, despite I've played around 116 hours so far in testing 2, and as I mentioned, I've done around 762 uh, public events, and I'm still climbing extremely slowly. Uh, I could use some more, but given yeah, how many options you have to get to get the powerful gear, and if maybe that's something where uh, the whole two, two to two 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 plan, thing you are pretty good to go. So I dare say it's a good idea a pretty good point for right efficiency.
0: I know drops. I've used um, yeah. my Hunter yeah, I mean, for, the most, for the, the problem, and then I, I mean, started the only problem is a Titan that if you are a warlock, truly dead on but balls hardcore. I've about never it, done it.
1: You're so you you know, you're you're still getting the drops. It's just that the casual side of it or making it more accessible to the casual slide has slowed that down slightly. But if you're still hardcore, I mean just as I said, case in point with me, I, I'm running two tunes. People who are running three tunes would probably at three oh five long before I even hit three hundred. I mean, those are the people yeah. that I consider hardcore. The people who are are, working the game, working the system, trying to get up to that max light level as quickly as humanly possible, learn every in and
2: out of the game,
1: you know. versus somebody who just wants to jump on and play, and yeah, I'm going to get up to there eventually.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. If I wanted to get over 300, I would have started another tomb, mm-hmm. uh, another hunter, instead of starting a warlock. I just want to take my sweet time with it and start a warlock and just got him pretty fucking fast up to almost 300 again. I was at 300 within 2 or 3 days after starting him compared to my Hunter I had since day 1 which just barely on the 300 there's true there's three levels between those two in power level 295 and 298 that's it
0: yeah and I like the idea of playing with separate tunes um not with two of the same kind because I I mean I I created my Hunter so my Hunter is special to me and then I created my Titan and I made him specifically the way I wanted to and then I did the same thing with my warlock. But I mean, I'd like it to go a little bit faster, but I guess I I, I have this a goal I set where I've always been at close to the mark but not right there when uh the neck before the next DLC drops. And it's not until the start of the next DLC that I get to where max light level used to be or max level used to be. And I, I you know, I kind of for once I wanna be Maybe three light points below what max is before they bump it up again. Because I feel like I'm—I don't want to feel like I'm trying to play catch up. I kind of want to just stay close to where I think some of some of my friends are. Usually they get up there, or where I feel like some of the the better players are at.
1: Well, I hate to tell you, but if you're on PS4 side, I would have been dragging your yeah me too. I would love
2: to help you all the way out there. I'm on PS4 too.
0: Yeah. Well, I've I ha I still have my friends I play with and then I've I've joined the T P C Destiny uh Halo, Halo Destiny. Clan. Xbox clan. <laughs> Sorry, not Halo. <laughs> and uh Well everybody now knows Blue Shark is no, a good
1: one. <laughs> yeah. Uh I've
0: been listening to some old podcast episodes and they've been talking about the Halo Master Chief collection and the clusterfuck that it was. But that's a side note. Um but anyway, so now that we've kind of covered drop rates, and we all kind of think that they're they're pretty good where they're at, and it's just a matter of being efficient. Um, I want to know what do you guys think? Because we talked about the crucible not too long ago. Um, it's now you know a hand cannon's a hand cannon. You can't use it like a scout rifle. You can't use an auto rifle like a scout rifle like Suros used to be. Um, what do you guys think of the fact that we don't have different roles on a gun you think that's a bad thing do you think that takes away from an experience do you think it's good do you think it it helps keep the game balanced
2: there's two sides of that coins there's uh, the longevity of chasing uh the perfect role that's one of the things you could actually uh, that's what i usually spend time on in any given game is tracing chasing that op piece of gear where literally now it's more or less available to everyone. Uh, in, what is that? Goose Eyes, whatever. Uh, it's not, it's uh, a lot of the gear is, is locked behind RNG to a certain extent, like the Uriel Skip, which is a energy-based AR used pretty much everywhere. Amazing gun, yeah. I have Amazing two of those so far, but it, dec- <laughs> it requires you to actually know where they actually drops for you to get it. And for a casual player, that can be a winding road, being very hard to get a hold of. But to every single player in the game, I dare say you can go out and actually get a Mida multi-tool, which is arguably one of the best scout rifles you can get in the game, easily. And that's where the meta is right now. Everyone that just want to be a bit competitive in the Crucible is running a Mida multi-tool and a Mida mini-tool or a Uriel's gift. And that's tough as balls.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you completely because I mean I my, I was called a multi tool my PVP crutch because literally that's exactly what it was. When I was sucking in PVP, I would pull out the minor multi tool, I would you know get a two zero and I'd feel better about myself. And then I'd switch over to something you know like I don't know like is Luna, which everybody friggin wrecks with, but ironically I couldn't use to save my life. I'd switch over to that and I'd get a you know point eight. 0.75 and i'd be like god damn it and i'd switch back to mita and i'd wreck them all again so I, I like that they brought Mida back i actually like that they brought mita and made it accessible to everybody under the sun because that almost gives you that almost gives you a kind of an artificial forcing to get used to how to how to hide from a mita because now that everybody's got a mita you, you almost can expect they're going to have a mita around that corner so you know not to screen peek or you know that you've got to you know jump high and go right across as quickly as you can to get to get a scout on what's over there. Um, I don't know. I'm really on the fence about that because I, I I like.
2: I don't know. no problem no, you continue, uh, I the think thing think with the miter you just have to actually play against its role which getting into getting close and personal then you can actually usually spray people down with your AR or your uh, submachine gun because it is not a very friendly weapon up close the issue with miter is you usually decide to challenge it with a hand cannon or an AR but you do it where the miter actually mm-hmm. fucking excels every single time that's the thing that's been happening a lot on Eternity a lot of people complaining about the Maeda because it's like it's an OP rifle. No, you're just playing against its. Uh, you're just playing right into its field of play, which is the long ranges. If you get close to people and you just actually think a little about, do it either with a hand cannon or on, a, on auto rifle, you can actually easily win that gunfight. And the Maeda is like it's like chess. It's easy to learn, but it's hard to master. I dare say. Yeah. Yeah, it is.
0: And I like I like that because that mentality because anytime we played Iron Banner or the few times we played Trials, I'd get in there and I'd start playing and then it's just like boom, 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 and I'm getting burned. I'm like, once again, Thorn kicking my ass. So I'd get killed twice and you'd be like, you know what, I'm done with this. And I'd go into my inventory, switch to Red Death, and then I'd go into there and I'd stay at range – and even though hand cannons had great range back in Destiny, I would just start popping them with shots from Red Death, and they'd start shooting me. And then I'd kill them, and I'd get my health back. So they would never get me on the post-death kill. With a burn, I would be healing up. So that was my buff to Thorn. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think there's that mentality that we need to have, but I also, at the same time, I... I don't like not having some variability, like when you go up against someone and you see, oh I just got killed by this gun, well what do they have on that gun, you know, like I, I, I kind of have this idea that, you know, you and I um, and Torpedo were talking about where we have exotic mods that they could maybe add into the game where we could add a little variability to a gun, not necessarily to turn it into a god roll but to kind of tweak it a little bit so you add a little bit of well, we know we're going up against this gun but what does he have on it?
1: Well, I'm going to respectfully disagree with you there. I like that if I come up against a gun and it wrecks me, I know what gun it is. I know what they're rolling with and I then then can play that off of okay, I know what they have I know what I need to change my strategy up. So, I can quickly adapt to what somebody else has simply because, okay, I got wrecked by a mita. Okay, I know what I gotta do now. I know where I gotta be. And typically, since I haven't seen too many people organize except under competitive, typically you'll get that, you'll get a lot of Rambos out there. So if I come up against the same guy and I know it's a mita, I know I just gotta skirt around, get in close, and he's done. Same way that I like how I've been learning some of the other weapons, and I really, really like that there aren't weapons like you just described like red death like um thorn you know the mods that you can throw on there yeah they give you little little kind of tweaks here and there but they're not game breaking like red death red death was a game breaker in my opinion in pvp because you could be down to a sliver of health wreck the one guy his buddy could be right next to him your health goes right back up and you're now at a one-on-one firefight again with a full health guy versus you and your buddy, who was just wrecking that dude, got him down to almost dead. Your buddy dies, and then you take over and finish the shot. So, I kind—I of, I really like that they haven't brought yet. Granted, they could bring it all back tomorrow, but I like that they haven't brought yes. back a lot of that, a lot of those perks from the exotics that you were. The exotic perks, I really think, are are much more balanced to not really give you that. Uh, you know, godlike power to it. You know, um, everybody's gravitating towards a weapon like Mida, like Gift, but other people are being successful without using those weapon.
0: They are, and, and that's that's some of the smart people. There's people who, who, you know, look at the situation where, okay, I'm facing against Mida, I need to take cover, I need to move in closer before I, you know, expose myself and open fire. Um. I guess what I'm trying to do, and maybe I'm just overthinking it too much, is I'm trying to find a way where it's there's not a meta. I mean, there's always kind of going to be a meta, but I don't want them to give us the stats and say, guess what, Mida is the meta currently in the Crucible. I want them to be, you know, we honestly don't know what the meta is. Because I kind of want, I don't, like, what you, uh... And torpedo, we're talking about. Fox was, it's like I'm facing off against everyone who's running Uriel's gift, and this gun, and and this armor, and this, and it's just like, well, you know, that kind of sucks. I, you know, I'd kind of like there, and that's where I'm. I'm. This is probably where I'm going wrong. Is that I'm trying to make this, a little bit like the division. Um, from what I kind of remember, is there was a little variability to gear. Um, but there's there was still kind of a meta and i don't know i don't know what i want there's always going to be a meta
1: and and that's just that's one of the things that i i think i'm enjoying so far now about pvp in general is that like you'll you'll get those people who are saying like gift is is the new weapon or this is the new weapon but there yes. are counters to be able to get by those like one of the things that i found is really great against uh against things like uh like gift is i have a super high mobility on my hunter I can run around them faster than they can turn around.
2: Good. Okay.
1: So I can get I can get around behind them. And, yeah, I take a little damage in the process, but I can get all the way around behind them before they can actually physically move on their controller. Now, once we get to PC, I won't be able to do that because I'm playing against the system. You know, I'm playing against the console then. I'm playing against the inputs then. So once we get to PC and people can turn around instantaneously like, like they should be able to on first-person, um, I won't be able to use that tactic. But I can use that now.
0: That's going to be an interesting uh, playing field PC. Um, I know that was the origin of FPS, but that's... My
2: guess is going to be that PC is going to be dominated like hell with hand cannons. Especially the Better Devils. Better Devil is uh, the best hand cannon in the game right now. You know what?
1: I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know if I can agree with that with hand cannons because you can compensate for recoil so much better with a mouse and keyboard yeah. than you can with a controller. Yeah. I think we might see more submachine guns.
2: Yeah, except for the for the fact that you can't actually still hit all your shots disp- despite aiming down sights uh, with the submachine gun, whereas uh, the single-shot hand cannon, I think those is going to be the ones to actually outgun the Midas, the scouts, the assault rifles. Uh, especially, especially the better yeah. devils because that I one got that. the explosive damage attached to it, which splits uh, the damage you got in two. But the explosive damage does not suffer from damage drop off from range, and that's why better devils is absolutely shredding. If you actually pay mm-hmm. to a strength towards a uh, a scout or an assault rifle, yeah, very I agree With you
1: there, I don't know. I I think I think we're gonna see once PC rolls around now. I think we're gonna see much more auto rifles submachine guns only because you can compensate yeah for the recoil um it's just it's, it's i was i forget who i was talking to about it but like literally when you're playing first person shooters on on pc you you don't even you don't even recognize that you're doing it anymore you just automatically start compensating for a recoil to the point of, you go to work the next day and you start trying to do something in Word and you can't click on the damn screen because <laughs> you're compensating for recoil around the letter A. I want like, to go God, back, damn it. I, I just, just want to this. Like this. I don't want to get the whole, no, not the whole paragraph. Just this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, hell yeah. oh. and we're all a bunch of nerds.
1: That's the, uh, <laughs> part of the title.
0: Yeah, that's right. Okay, so... You you like the idea that we don't have Thorn and Red Death and we don't have and game yet we have the Miner, which right is kind of the meta right now and kind of game breaking to a certain extent. Well, I think it's I think it's also the yes. meta because it's so simple to get and it's a guaranteed get. It's not like it's like the 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 three pieces of armor, the Titan Gauntlets, the the hunter chest piece and the warlock, whatever it is, I don't know what I can't remember what it is. And then the guaranteed hand yeah. cannon exotic, submachine gun exotic, and pulse rifle full exotic. Yeah, the graviton lands, you, land, the you got the wrist runner.
2: Mida. You got what the fuck? The sunshot, yeah. Then you the got sunshot. Yeah, you got ridden flux. Boom. You Love got, that hand cannon. I can't remember the titan, but you got that thing you, with Dawnblade where you actually aim down your sides and all that shit, yeah. But that is a shitty exotic, by the way.
0: <laughs> yeah, which which is good because you know giving it to everyone it kind of kills the whole title and its no. name exotic. It's not exotic anymore. It's pretty much a common, but it's got you know fancy name. color and some fancy you know mods to it. Well, it's
1: exotic because it can only be uh, it can only be obtained a certain way.
0: So like the miter
1: right now. I haven't seen a Mita drop nope, you can't. from an exotic Ingram yet. The only way that I know that you can get an Same Ingram at storm Mita is through the quest. Yeah. So it's exotic in the nature that there's only one way to get it.
0: Yes. which Yeah, that's true. But I mean, but, you know, like exotics and I guess this is going back to the fact that we were all, you know, culture of destiny um, one. Where getting an exotic was a rare experience oh, I miss that my just didn't happen. Um, God, <laughs> so many others. I don't miss those. I miss Fatebringer. I just love exploding yeah. headshot.
1: Visuals of confluence, Hawk man. <laughs> Hands down, Vanilla, visions of confluence. That was Vanilla. my weapon. And when it came back, Vanilla, Hawk I Hawkmoon. Two, sh- 2
2: type people across the map. Yes. Easy, easy, lemon, crazy ice. Oh, I savor those moments. Oh my God
0: yes oh yeah and pissing people off with that um which is this kind of brings me to another thing um there was something that came up on reddit that was shared with a group of us where there was someone playing trials of the nine and the guy was a warlock and he's dancing oh yeah he's just dancing i was like when i first watched this video i didn't notice this and he pulls out that one that that one exotic rocket launcher yeah And he just jumps over the corner, shoulders that in the air, and fires and wipes the entire team. And I was like, why are people getting pissed about this? It's It's an exotic rocket launcher. Yeah, I wish rock. It's the fact that when I watched it again, he's dancing. (laughs) I noticed to the right of the screen, you can see around the corner. So, what do you guys think about the fact that we have emotes in the game, and they give us a... The ability to see in a different perspective. Going from first person to third person where you can see around a corner without exposing yourself. Do they need to disable emotes until the very end of the game in Trials of the Nine or just disable them all together?
1: Hmm. I'm kind of a meh. I, it's a crappy tactic. It's. Is it effective? Yes. But I don't know i don't i don't like it i don't think they need to disable it (coughs) i i don't know what it would accomplish other than you know just killing out those
2: few players that are being Thing we're talking about here because you don't even basically so rarely we'll see this ever happening again because it's if you're a team you you darn well fucking know you don't come three people down the same little bit closed hallway and push yourself into a fucking bottleneck. So those three guys were going to die regardless. <laughs> yes. At least what I believe they were going to die they were going to lose that game regardless of that happening or not because that was a very very poor decision for them to actually go in there at that point anyway.
0: Yeah they were clustered together and that was I, I that originally when I saw that I was like well no wonder you died you're all clustered together like a a bunch of idiots um but it's a shitty tactic i find it to be dishonorable um not that i'm japanese or anything but i find it to be like you you you're, you're not playing you're not playing the way it's intended and i th- and but it's not against the rules and there's always those people that will push and and you know test the waters beyond what the rules are, are you know, capable or are written for. But I mean, yeah, it's helpful in this situation, but what if he had done it and there was one guy who was right there and right as soon as he did the emote, someone jumps around the corner and he's too slow to react and boom, he's dead. I yeah, mean, exactly. you could so, get killed uh, like, doing that. That's this, do why this I don't shit. really
2: care about the emotes or being there or not.
0: It could give you an advantage. Okay. What are you saying? Well,
2: Ladies and gentlemen,
0: um, unless you guys have any additional thoughts, not really. I
2: think. I
1: think that we should have been drinking (laughs) way more on this show than we did.
2: We should have started at least an hour earlier, (laughs) just drinking. It was it's. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, We should have started the pre-grain on this one. You should have told me significantly earlier.
0: See, now you know how I feel when I do the shows with you guys. Like, I am always, like, scrambling, and I'm never pre-graining before a GNA podcast. It's very rare that I get a chance to drink a full drink or more than one before we actually hit the record button.
1: That's why you need to come up here, and you need to visit me right before a show. And what we'll do is we'll pre-grain properly. And when we get up on this show, we'll, we'll be sitting there, and I'll be looking at you. You'll be looking at me. We'll share that oh so seductive glance and then we'll take a shot and we'll do the show.
0: <laughs> that sounds like a lovely idea. We'll have to do that one day. All right. Uh, Cecil, tell the good people where they can find you.
1: Oh, God. Please, for the <laughs> love of God, don't look for me. <laughs> <laughs> but if you really want to find me, you can find me at Cecil versus Games on Twitter, Cecil Xavier on Facebook. I am in the GNA, po- or the GNA Podcast Discord. I'm in the TPC Discord. I'm in, I'm in a whole bunch of Discords, Mulehorns, Dungeon Protocols. I'm even in Ultra Super Megas, and I forgot I was there, and I started talking again, and I realized that it was like one o'clock in the morning there, and I'm like, oh Christ, they're asleep. Um, yeah. Or you can find me hosting GNA, because that's typically where I am.
0: All right, eidolon Fox, go ahead and give us those shameless Basically, plugs. Where can the good people, people find you?
2: Twitter, eidolon Fox. Twitch, I stream every once in a while. I am on YouTube. I'm also on Google Plus. Many places if you want to find me there. And that's probably it. I think I'm at about 19 Discord servers, so I'll refrain from actually mentioning all those, but I am actually on the GNA one. Not that active, sadly, sorry about that. But with 19 other servers, it's like a bit fucking tough to keep track on. Other than that, I don't think there's too much else to actually look for. But it...
0: I'm Blue Shark Forty Five, and if you are so inclined, you can find me on the GNA Discord. You can find me on TPC's Discord, Ultra Super Mega, and Mulehorn Gaming, and so on and so forth. Not nineteen, you know, but there's like seven, I think, at this point. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Blue Shark Forty Five on Twitch at Twitch.tv slash TheBlueShark45 uh, and uh, Mixer, Mixer.com slash BlueShark45. I'm going to be uh, streaming sometime next week. Well, not next week, but uh, about the beginning of October uh, to help start raising money for Extra Life. I'm a part of the TPC squad Uh, that's trying to raise money for um, Extra Life. If you don't know what Extra Life is, it's a charity where we play video games and raise money to help out a local children's hospital. Um, Each of us, um, as a member of the group, are donating to a particular children's hospital. I'm donating to uh, one up where I live. Uh, Some of the DPC members who live up in Canada are going to be donating to their local children's hospital. And basically what children's hospitals do is if you can't afford to pay the bills for your child's health care, they will cover it. And this is how they can do that from donations that, we get, that they get from campaigns like this. Uh, so I will be constantly promoting that on my Twitter and my Facebook. And uh, I'd appreciate you guys to take a look at that and uh, help us out. But we hope you enjoy the show. Uh, don't forget, we love you guys so much. If you would rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes, those ratings really help other people find this show because we don't pay for advertising. The word of mouth is how we let people know about the wonderful shit show that is GNA Podcast. Um, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play. You can find us there if you have an Android device. You can find us on Stitcher. Um, if you don't like any of those, you can also find us on Podcast Addict. Uh, we are a proud member of the GNA of the uh, Ninja Pancake community of podcasts, where we have such shows as Down to Flux and Analog Attack. Please go to ninjapancake.com uh, and check us out and check them out there. Uh, we're on Twitter, at GNA Podcast. You can also find our Discord. Uh, it's the first and tweet that we have in there, so if you'd like to please come join our Discord where you can talk to us about video games, talk to us about random stuff movies uh, we also have a section called Ask Your Questions, where we take questions from the community and talk about them on a show uh, you can also tweet at us your questions we're on Facebook, just search at GNA Podcast and you can ask us your questions there as well uh, we have a Twitch feed, uh, twitch.tv slash GNA Twitchcast, where we've been hosting the members of our community. So stop on by and check those out. You can also find us on your Xbox or your PS4. We have uh, GNA communities on there as well. And also, you can email us at GNA Podcast or GNA Podcast at GNA and Your DNA with questions, comments, or death threats. We would love to hear from you and we we'll shout you out on the show if you ask us a question or send us an email. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it was lovely having you here on the show. Cecil, thank you once again and always for being on the show. Eidolon Fox. we were so happy to finally have our first Dane on the show. and we We're so happy thank that you. it was you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me, gentlemen. I really appreciate the chance. And we always, yes, please, I'm sure we'd love to have you on again. A little mini episode. It's very intimate. We can sit down. Get to know more about you. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Say goodnight, everyone. Goodnight, everyone. Bye, guys.
1: Goodnight, everyone.
0: You're mine. You can't get away. <laughs>